You're turning me on. You're turning me on. You're turning me on. Like that? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Have you guys ever gone into a dark room? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> by yourself or with somebody else? Uh-huh. Have you ever gone into a dark room, turned the lights off? This is for those of y'all out there who have... Wait, wait. You can't, how do you go into a dark room and turn the lights off? Well, yeah, it's, the lights are already off. Okay. Well, maybe. It's a dark room. It's a dark room. I mean, it's a dark room right now and we have a light on. Uh, It's not a light on. It's outside light. <laughs> no, this is a light on. Room. Oh, that lamp? When yes. you say I walk into a dark room, I'm thinking... It's fucking dark. dark. It's a dark room. All right, guys. Okay. <laughs> what is you happening? Have record yet? Yes. Have you <laughs> ever been... <laughs> Have you ever been in a... Okay, let me start over. Okay. If this is for my ladies out there who have implants. Okay. 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 Have you ever walked into a pitch dark room or been in a bathroom and there has been lights and you've turned the lights off to be in a pitch black room, stood in there with your phone or a flashlight and put the light directly up to your implant? Have you ever done that? No. Why would I do that? You have implants? Girl, yes. You thought these were perfect. No, before this, I looked like Forrest Whitaker fucking winky face emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had, <laughs> I had, because I had, uh, the, I told you I, I had um, the radiation and chemo. Well, hold on. Let me segue real quick. If we're going to talk about my boobs, I'm going to tell you this real quick story. So we're, we're obviously talking about boobs today, guys. Yes, it's, it's boobs. boobs. Yeah. My boobies. Um, so whenever I was a kid, I had acute lymphoblastic lymphoma, chemo radiation done, right? Well, as I grew up, my right breast didn't like grow. So like I ended up, I had a nipple, but like I had a, a breast now granted, I'm still like fucking A to B, small B cup. Like it wasn't like there was a lot of titty on the left, but there was enough that it was, had, I used to, had an ant bite. yeah, so I called <laughs> myself Biggie Smalls in high school <laughs> and I made fun of myself. Because then nobody else would. And now, biggie, biggie, biggie. Can't, can't you see? see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. I learned how to twerk to that song when I was in fourth grade. Anyway, maybe that's what's you wrong with me. I did not. I was taught by a girl down the street. I'll call her Patty. Patty Mayonnaise. Um, <laughs> anyway, my boobs. So the right one was a fake one. I had an implant, right? My dad was in the military, so I got it for free. Well, when I became an adult, I wasn't under my dad's insurance anymore, and I could not afford to get two implants. So as I had kids, one side after breastfeeding, and they preferred the fake one because the nipple was like slightly smaller. So like I'd make a lot of breast milk out of the fake one, which was crazy. But after a while, I started looking like Forrest Whitaker because oh the, the left breast was like, and it was a natural, it wasn't like super saggy, but it was saggy enough that this perky titty on the right and the winky face, like, have you know who Ashanti is? Like, rain on me. You know who I'm talking about? No. Ashanti, the singer? <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, so when she sings, she, like, closes one eye a lot. And so I look like an Ashanti, you know? And um, I'm sorry if Ashanti <laughs> and Forrest Whitaker are listening to this I podcast right now. I love you guys. Right I love you. Jaw Rule and Ashanti, y'all got me through my high school years. Uh, big ups to y'all. But, like, and Forrest Whitaker, you're an amazing boobs. actor. But you, boobs. boobs. So, my boobs. <laughs> So I got, so then I got, so my breasts have never looked better, actually. So now I have two. Okay, so can you answer her question now that we know that you. 
What was the question again? You, <laughs> Did I ever put a light up to it? Yes, please do. Because so obviously know, my interpretation of a dark room is not the same as anyone else's here. So you're at home and you walk into the bathroom and you turn the lights off. You make it completely pitch black. Do you take your phone or a flashlight and put it up against your boot? Have you ever? No. For what? To see what what it looks like. I mean, have y'all? I have. Do you have implants? I don't have, I don't have implants. She did deep flap. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's your yeah. real, that's your I real deal. Boob and tummy tuck combo. Combo, yeah. Okay, I, going back to <laughs> the question that we started with today, if you've never done this, please do it. I encourage you to do it. I almost don't want to tell you why I want you to do it because I want you to just go do it. I kind of want to go to the bathroom there. right now and do it, like just then, to see. How am I ever gonna? Do you want to watch me do it? No, I. I no, you can ask I can your partner. I need to ask you need my, to text my partner. So, if it was pitch black right now, do you want me to tell you? No. Well, or I do you want to go, go experience it? Okay, it? Actually, let's let her experience it. Let me go do it. Go do it, and then come back and we'll. Talk now, about what it. kind of pitch black are we talking about? Your like Vin No, it's got to be. Black it's like, like nothing. If you go to the bathroom and you do it, it'll be pitch black. Okay, all right. I'm gonna do it. I'll be right back. Okay. Hold the phone. Okay. Okay. We will continue talking about breasts the over flashlight, here. Flashlight, right? Yes. Yeah, the flashlight. So pitch black flashlight so underneath. Oh uh, uh, yes. Under. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As she's doing this, me and Stacy, obviously, today we are going to talk about boobs, breasts, boobs, boobs whatever. I mean, what, what are, growing up, what were they called? Boobs. Really? Just like always? I mean, I don't think that I was in a family that thought that, like, we didn't talk about boobs. Oh. But boobs is like the first word that comes, maybe because my husband says boobs all the, all time, the time to me. Yeah. Um, I really didn't really refer to it as a breast until breast cancer. True. But I think boobs is that is fucking kind of crazy. Stacy for scientific purposes, you come have to, to the mic this. and tell. Come t- come tell us about it. What did crystals tell us what you saw? Tell us what you just did. I just did what Jen told me to do, went into a pitch black room that was actually pitch black and <laughs> There was no lamp, and I put this flashlight up to my titty. You don't have to keep your flashlight on. <laughs> I thought you wanted to see. It's it's really true. It won't actually. work in here because the room's not I black. I was going to take her to the bathroom. I have to ask permission. You do have to ask permission. Yeah, because you do like boobies like that. Um, it was just for science, though. Anyhow, it was like, it's it's like all the veins. It's oh, just, yeah. crazy. You can like, see, like, all the veins. The outline? It turns no, red. It's, it's like, like a, red. It's a red balloon, and you can see, see all of all your veins. See all the veins in it. And I have a fucking huge one going across my teddy. It it's is, crazy. It is so crazy looking. So now that you know That's what happens. That's a party happens, trick for sure. If you, <laughs> Crystal yeah. just learned a new party trick to take on her next date. Yes. Yeah. Check, so check, check, I, check. I, uh, am. third base with that move. Heck yeah, man. I, I, that's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem to fucking hold it third and try not to go home plate. Yeah. That's, that's so let's, <laughs> we're going to get a little bit serious here just for a second because I want this to be a fun topic. I don't want to make this so in your face breast cancer and all that stuff, but there are different kinds of surgeries out there for people who don't know what breast cancer does to our breasts. There are different surgeries. So I myself, I'm going to say this in 20 seconds. 
I had a uh, double mastectomy, and then I did expanders to implant. So I was in expanders for four months. I did fills every two weeks or so, and then I had my final surgery, which was my uh, implant surgery, which now I have no breast tissue, but I do have the implants. Um, Crystal, what did you have done? I had a double mastectomy, and I had the expanders placed immediately and filled, and for six months I kept those. And then uh, I got my reconstructive with the gummy implants that have a percentage of cancer that comes along with them, but they feel so good. And the, and the percentage was like, he's like, I was like, how many people? And he goes, he goes, I said, what's the percentage? He's like, like a hundred. I was like, like in life ever? And he's like, yes, since they've come out in 20 years. I'm like, I'll take my fucking chances. I've had cancer twice. I deserve these really great breasts, please. Yeah, I can see that. And they're worth it. Yeah. And then, Stacey, you had deep flaps, so tell us about that. So, uh, first thing I did was the the first mastectomy, and then I did radiation. After radiation, my surgery was scheduled to have the deep flap. They told me I couldn't do an implant on the side that had the radiation, so it was like you could have a mix match, Mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, So I was like, no, I'll just do the the transfer. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, for a little while. Yeah. For a couple of months. So um, you were flat for how how many months? I was half flat for uh, four months uh, or so. And in that t- during that time, I got radiation. So then uh, originally they had told me I didn't have enough stomach fat to have the deep flap. <clears throat> so then I took that as a challenge. <sighs> and I went and ate everything I could hey. for those like six weeks because he was like the size that we get depends on how much fat we're able to take so i ended up getting the deep flap uh and then i came out with some bees and i'm pretty happy with them. wow good for you like yeah. you grew your own boobs i grew, I, I grew mine a bit too did you yeah i went as big as the expanders would go um so after surgery i was a 32d 34d um, but I would say I'm about a C now, so they've they've dropped a little. So, so funny, quick story about my uh, surgery. I wanted to go bigger because I've only had baby breasts my entire life, and I was like, it'd be really cool to have like some C's up in this piece. And um, I I was talking to my and I, again, amazing. I have an amazing plastic surgeon, but like I was talking to him, but he was very straightforward and dry. And so he's like, Have you ever been told you have this? disease and I can't remember what he called it but I was like no he's like one side of your body is disproportionately larger than the other and I'm like what the fuck are you talking about so the right side that I had my implant on it's it's narrow so I could only go so big on as big as that side would let me so I would be even so I'm like he's like hold your hands up to each other okay look at it yeah, 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 you probably have that. And I'm like, have I been a mongoloid my whole life and just not realized you're that, just that I like have this de- like fucking Quasimodo running around? Look at all the scholarships you missed out. I on. did so many with my disproportionate. Size body. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we're okay. So I know like some of you listening out there, and you're like they're laughing, making jokes about breast cancer. But that's you guys. I'm sorry, but this is we've mm-hmm. got to have this kind of attitude. We've got to laugh about it. And in our own right, we've ha- we've all had cancer. So. So I feel like we can joke around about this because yeah. we get it. We're not making fun of any. We're making fun of ourselves. ourselves. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so Quasimodo it up. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the bells. I, I rang the shit out of them. Um, but yeah, I just it was 
hilarious. And so then I got to the point where I was like, that's when the gummy thing came into play. And he's like, um, and so he puts the expanders in and they're getting, they're to their full size. And I'm looking down and I'm like, eh, I mean, they're still like regular, just small ish boobies, but at least they're like cancer free. And he's like, uh, or were they're going to be because I hadn't had my implants yet. And he's like, so the $50,000 question, do you want to go bigger? And I was like, yeah, can we? And he's like, no. I'm like, why the fuck would you ask yeah. me that then? And then with the gummy situation, he's like, this comes with a risk of cancer. I was like, listen, I'll take the chances. I want you to take these cancer boobies off and put the less likely cancer. I want the implants put in. Like, just do that, please. And he's like, okay. But I did have the option deep flap same thing it was like not enough stomach fat mm -hmm. and I was not willing to eat a bunch of shit because I had just lost a bunch of weight going through a divorce and I looked good so I was like fuck all that noise you're ready to get your uh, body <laughs> my fake, going my fake boobies yeah and then yeah. thanks and then chemo comes along but that's another story boobs yeah. back boobs. to boobs boobs mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah don't forget to go in your pitch dark room and turn your light on mm. that's right light them up ladies <clears throat> i'm gonna i'm gonna ask my partner tonight you should next time yeah i'll totally because i really want to she could it. see like, it as well if she wants she's not really into like that kind of stuff like she can't do the blood and the gore like it just looks cool you don't even need to actually even like the lights can be off so you won't even really see like a boob you're just gonna see like what it the yeah. Like the inside of it. Put, put it to your hand, like a flashlight to your hand, and you can kind of sometimes see. Hey, I know Crystal, and I mean, I don't give a crap. If she wants to join in on looking at the lit up boob. Yeah. I'll send her a fucking Snapchat you know, about it. Starting, like everybody's listening, but like, well, I want to see. Oh, no, no, no. Go no. do it. We're you just have, have to. Whole group. <laughs> Come up here and Listen. watch Crystal do it in that tiny <laughs> I could, bathroom. I could start a fans only page about lighting my titties up. I dare you. I dare you. No, no, no. I have children. I'm honestly, this podcast, they're not allowed to listen to until they're 37. Um, okay. Going back to breasts, boobs, boobs. whatever you call them. Uh-huh. Um, surgery and the impact it has on us physically, right? So... And, you know, we just got, well, it, I guess it depends on how you did your chemo. If you did it uh, before your, your surgery or if you did surgery first and then did chemo. But for myself, I did uh, neoadjuvant chemo. So I did it before my surgery, uh, before they actually took the tumor out of my breast, boob. And um, it was hard because looking at myself bald, I didn't have eyelashes. Okay. I didn't have eyebrows. I was 109 pounds, which if you have ever seen a picture of me, um, I'm 5'5", five five, so 109 is very sick looking with no hair and all that. So looking at myself already being stripped, I remember very vividly the day before my mastectomy. I just remember looking at myself in the mirror and like having this pity moment of... I hated them anyways. I always hated my breasts. I never liked my breasts. And I think it's because I was bullied about them as a, as a little girl. Not as a little girl, but as a teenager. Uh, I very much clearly remember this guy saying to me, you could park a semi in between your boobs because I don't have like, I never had cleavage and oh, they were so far what apart. A dick. So it just made me hate my breasts. And I was always self-conscious about them. So then that day before my surgery, I remember looking in the mirror and I was so fucking mad that 
I was losing them and it wasn't my choice and that I had spent all those years hating them. Oh, yeah. And then I didn't appreciate what that natural boob felt like or breast or whatever. And then so I just... I cried so hard the day before my surgery. I mean, obviously, there was a lot of emotions. I was scared to have surgery. Um, I was scared what I was going to wake up to. Uh, I, you know, I just didn't know what to expect, the pain and the recovery and all of that. But thank you for, little plug here, PRMA in San Antonio and Dr. Ledoux for making me feel like a woman when I woke up. And making me feel like a woman and feeling confident going forward. And now I have such a, you know, a bigger appreciation for the breasts that I do have, even though they do have scars on them. I, I personally have areolas, but they took my actual nipple. Um, so I do have that, you know, skin color change. So you can see that there is one there. I never did reconstruction on it just because why the hell? I was just happy to be where I was at, and I'm happy with the way that they look. I'm content with them, and and I feel good. I was actually going to tell you how good they looked in that shirt today. Well, that's because that's I have fantastic. I have my Victoria's Secret push-up bra on right now. Oh wow! Um, which I don't wear often I'd because like, they're not the most comfortable. But I like it. I like it a lot. Give me some. You know, it's so that's good. How about how about the thing where you like you know you uh you flex your flex muscle and it. Oh, oh, and it's God. all wrinkly and so weird. It sucks it's when you're. It's so weird. Like I can do the whole pe- manly yes, tech thing. So, but see, I have. I was. I, I have an issue with. My... Hello. Oh shoot. Oh, okay, that's okay. You can show us yours. <laughs> no, let no, Stacy and I. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. gonna show the dimples. Yeah, the dimples. the dimples. But you know, it's the same. Like I didn't get nipple reconstruction at all. So I yeah. Have areola. Don't have. They're just kind of bare. Which is a, you know, I know we're going to have an episode where we talk about dating, but it's kind of weird. Like, if you're not uh-huh. used to seeing Y'all, when do I tell them I don't have a nipple? Yeah, when? I, I so have them. I'm sure we're going to have a, a whole, or is this that episode? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Um, I have nipples. <laughs> I was lucky enough to have uh, nipple sparing. Um, and they went ahead and went inside and took a piece out to biopsy and it came back free but he oh, said nice. so often and that was a newer thing say and i'm grateful for that because i've always liked my nipples but the same thing because of how i was with one fake breast and one real i always like hated my breasts or i just made fun of it and i that was my but i was so embarrassed about it and it was weird because i when i went into when i got my mastectomy i wasn't scared of surgery or anything honestly again where i was at in life i was like i don't even give a shit i give up everything i went I got it done, but the first time I looked in the mirror and I saw them with like the expanders in and they're half like deflated and it's just this, this, the scars are there, the drains are hanging out. I had, I'm not, I am not a panic attack type person. I can count on one hand how many times it's happened and I do not knock people that have it. It sucks because when I have had them, I'm like, holy shit, people live with this all the time. Mm -hmm. And I had a fucking panic attack in the mirror just looking at myself and realizing this is my body and there's no preparing you for it. there isn't there's, there's nothing, nothing you can you do can. and i literally just like cried in the mirror but that's my go-to this is gonna sound weird and i really don't give a shit i will cry in the fucking mirror and talk shit to myself like you're pathetic because <laughs> it shortens the amount of crying that i do <laughs> so like i talk shit to myself in the mirror and i cry crystal's totally normal i am i, I believe it i do i i think that's normal if it's not, I don't so care. I'm kind of the opposite. Like I, I enjoyed my breasts, my my first set, my pre-cancer breasts, so so much to where I I remember 
you know, you're going to these doctor's appointments when you first find out. And my parents were like, they went to every appointment with me and my partner. So I, you know, I was that person that showed up with the gang of, of everybody who wanted to sit in and listen in on everything. And so when my doctor told me, he's like, yeah, you know, the cancer's on your left side, but you should probably consider a double mastectomy. I was like, doc, I'm 31 years old. I have gotten plenty of use out of these bad boys. I can't tell you how many free beers and drinks <laughs> and jello shots I've had Amen, because of them. So I'm good. You sacrifice your boobs for free things. I did quite a, quite a few times. And I said that to my doctor in front of my parents. <laughs> oh, I love it. You know, and my mom is super straightforward, uh, like, goody two-shoes very innocent oh i love my you know i love her and she's just looking at me with these eyes like that's my daughter oh my goodness but i I did and so but they were always kind of big for my body frame i was like a large c small d sometimes so whenever we were going you know picking options or whatever i was going to do and i i was fine with going a little bit smaller but then I was also fine with no nipples because I could wear a white t-shirt with no bra every day if I wanted to. The fact that you thought that out, I, I love. I like, did. I don't ever have to wear bra. And as a matter of fact, that's why I'm wearing these overalls today because my nipples are always hard and I can't feel them. I can't feel my nipples. And uh, and these overalls let me not wear. That's freaking awesome. And see, that, but that is the one thing that I miss. My nipples were super sensitive. Oh, God, I miss that so much. And I miss that. I mean, even just my boobs in general don't have a lot of feeling. So it used to be one of my favorite things about foreplay. Yes. So, yeah, nipples, like having my nipples, not fe- not feeling them, it sucks because that, that part of sex, like, it was funny because I feel like cancer took yes. my favorite things, my hair, which I liked being pulled, mm-hmm. and then my nipples that I like, obviously, like, that's one of the, I already have a hard time, like, a lot of women having yeah. an orgasm, and I'm not ashamed of that. A lot of women have the same problem, but then you took the nipple sensation away. It was actually so, they were so, like non no feeling that I right before I got my reconstruction when I still had my hair because I hadn't done chemo yet it was down on my ass and I was curling it and I fucking burned my nipple and didn't even know until I went to have surgery because there was a big ass burn through my nipple and the doc was like what are you I was like I knew I smelled charred skin (laughs) so I was like oh my god but yeah it sucks and but the weird thing was I'm gradually getting it back and like we're not, I guess this isn't the sex one, but I always talk about sex. So like, I just have to tell people like, Hey, I can't feel that. So you're going to have to be like extremely rough. Like a fucking beaver could bite that off. And I probably wouldn't even flinch. So go to town, my friend. Like, yeah, right. And it's weird to have that like conversation. Oh yeah. I can't imagine not having nipples and oh, yeah. doing it. Yeah. It, but, it would. It would. And there's times where you forget it. Uh-huh, because it's normal. And I pass myself in the mirror. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. You know, so it it is one of those things. But I'm just, you know, grateful to have boobs. Right. I, I you know, uh, many people told me when I was weighing my options, even my partner was like, you don't have to get the surgery if you don't want to. And she was being really supportive. But I, I remember distinctly having a conversation with my mom saying, I'm, I'm 31, like, I, for me, this is a part of my identity right now. 
Oh yeah. You know, I, I don't think I could go flat and I support anybody who does. It just takes a totally different mental toughness to make that decision and know what you want to go with and be comfortable. Cause you cannot, no matter what they tell you, no matter what you Google or WebMD, nothing can prepare you because not every surgery is the same or your body's heal differently and different doctors have different techniques. So right. you can't, you don't know what you're going to look like. And it is kind of a shock when you first wake up and the first time you see, you know, after the bandages come off, the first thing you don't know what to see, you know? And it sucks because as in society, whether you're straight, gay, bisexual, whatever, like it doesn't matter. You're, you're intrinsically like we are just hardwired to breasts are what make you a woman a big part of what make you a woman and like I think that you know I, I I'm not going to go too delve too deep into it but I've had people be like oh you got a free boob job out of the deal it's like <laughs> it's literally the worst thing you can say yes to put that on the fucking list of things not to say to a breast cancer survivor because it's literally like do you have any idea what I went through like and even though I have these breasts and yeah I love them now I had to fucking hate them and hate myself. And on top of that, know that the things that fed my children, the things that makes me a woman, according to society, now you take them. That would be like us taking a dude's testicles, putting fake ones in and being like, there you go. You got a free testicle job. They're much bigger and they're not, they're closer to your body. They're not hanging as far. How's they're not, that? they're not whipping they're not, around yeah. the way they used yes, to. They're like not they're not bouncing. Don't like, they look great? Oh wait. You know, the best part about that is if you got a testicle implant is that you probably can't fucking feel your testicle, right? Right. Then you can't feel it whenever a girl decides to be generous enough to actually go down there. So like, don't fucking say that, please. Yeah. It's the, the worst thing you can say. And not only on top of that, but you know, our, like for me, which is so strange, I can't feel half of my left one, right? which is the side that I had cancer on. And then my right side, um, I literally can't feel anything. Like, do you guys get that pain? Yes. Like, but it's weird or like an itch, but you cannot scratch it. Oh God, it. That's, the oh, that's the worst. And and it's like this pain that you can't get rid of. I know I'm all slapping my boot like, like Oh, go away. And then I get paranoid that it's cancer again. Like in the back of my head, for me anyway, like I'm like fucking shit because I was ignoring those pains prior and I was chalking it up to I had breastfed my son and like had just stopped not that long before. I thought it was maybe like milk ducks or something. And like, no, it was probably what was going on with me. And I just kept ignoring it because it was right around the lump that I found. But I hate it. I hate that part of it. And even getting used to that like not the way that I looked though like whenever I I forced myself to like own the expanders even I like I was there was a couple times I would go and I was like intimate a couple different times and I wasn't again I was newly single and so I forced myself to do it but I wore a bra and yeah I didn't I I told them and here's the thing ladies I do want to make this very clear men don't give a shit and probably a lot of women don't either can we can we talk about how hard? Well, you wouldn't know, Stacy, because you didn't have expanders. But how hard expanders are, like when yeah. they're inside of you and they fill it with it's plastic. It is it's like hard plastic. Yeah, it is literally like a rock. Like that thing does not like move. a Tupperware bowl underneath. Yes, <laughs> that's what it, it feels like. Oh, yeah. it's so hard. Like it's like there's, there's no squish natural. to it. Uh uh-uh. uh So like I can only imagine. I mean, I was I I was married throughout this whole process, so I didn't have to go through the whole dating thing with 
you know, having expanders in. But I can't even imagine, like, you're in the middle of dating and the guy goes to grab your boobs and it's a rock. Like, I, they're yeah. like, what? Uh, yeah, I wore pretty bras and they didn't give a shit at all. And in fairness, I wasn't picking, like, considerate caring men at that point. It was more so, like... I wanted to like just see if I could yeah. be intimate and yeah. it was almost like forcing myself not I don't regret it because it taught me how to like love myself and look for the right type of people but I was in a really weird place and I was like if I can do this now but I've always been that type of person I make myself uncomfortable so that later I will be okay and it, it in a weird way it taught me how to accept my body and then when I actually got my breast implants I was like holy shit this is so much better and I look so good and I'll never hate and it wasn't just my breast it was my whole body after having children and all that like I'll never hate my body again I only get one of these and these bitches tried to I'm pointing at my breast tried to kill me and I'm gonna like love every inch of my body stretch marks and everything because I get one of them and it's it's brought me through hell and back so and like, that takes me back to perspective right so you know you get you have the surgery for breast cancer and it's so easy to sit there and stare at yourself in the mirror and we say this over and over and over again. We are our worst critics, oh, yeah. right? So you sit there and you look at yourself in the mirror and you just pick yourself apart on, and why are we so hard on ourselves like that as women? Like, why do we beat ourselves up like that? Do you think a guy sits and looks in the mirror at himself and, and pulls himself and picks himself apart and talks about, oh, I wish my left ball was the same size as my right ball and, <laughs> you know, or, you know, or, or, or anything that, that they look at, like they don't look at, oh, look at this, you know, this gray patch over here on my face. Like we love our husbands no matter what and our spouses and our partners no matter what, we love them for who they are you know, internally and the external, in my opinion, is just the benefit. I mean, you fall in love with every part of somebody. And as women, we know that. And men, you know, we, we I don't think we give them enough credit for feeling that same way about us is they're not sitting and they're picking us apart. So why are we doing that? And my favorite thing to say is, if you wouldn't say it to your best friend, why are you okay with it? Why are you at peace with saying it to yourself? Absolutely. You know, so looking at yourself in the mirror after these surgeries and and really just changing that perspective and that conversation that you're having with your breasts and yourself and your 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 own mind and changing that conversation a little bit and just saying what Crystal had just touched on was I love these breasts. I'm going to love these breasts. These are the, this is the body that I have. This is the one life that I'm given and I'm not going to allow myself to um to live in that negative space. And I'm going to compliment myself. And, and it's so easy to go from, and trust me, I know this because I've been there. It's, it is a switch that you choose. Okay. It is a switch that you choose to turn off and on. Every time. The right hand or the whatever side of it it is that's saying, I have this. My breast is missing a nipple. I look ugly. I have these scars. It is so easy to turn that the other way and say, Okay, yeah, I do have that. Let yourself go to that negative space. That's okay. Right. But allow yourself the privilege to go to the other side of saying, look at these breasts that I have. Look at this life that I have, even if you don't have your breasts because you weren't able to do reconstruction. Look at this life that I am blessed with post, you know, breast cancer or in the midst of breast cancer, I'm still alive. I'm simply still alive to share in this moment with my friends and family and still be here to do, to do this thing we call life, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that it's perfectly acceptable. If you took it and related it to an amputee, it would be, that's the equivalent for us. Like you're you're losing something that is a piece of you that that your body in some way turned and, and now it's, it's taken. So if you equivalent it to losing an arm or a leg, even though maybe, you know, it's more, you can get a new one and blah, 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 like, if, if people looked at it more like that, I think there would be a better understanding of what it feels like because it's never really the same and you never feel the same way about it, but you learn how to deal with it. And you the people that are most like you watch somebody and it's so visible, they have no leg and they get uh, an amazing like uh, prosthetic and they fucking run marathons and they never used to run marathons. Mm-hmm. That is the type of perspective that as a as a breast cancer warrior, that's the same type of perspective you should try and have at the end of the day with your breasts. Like that person took something shitty and they were like, fuck this, I'm gonna be the best me I can be. And we are no different. We need to do the same thing with our breasts, like embrace them even. And I have seen some women that unfortunately they had a mastectomy 10, 15 years ago and their insurance did not cover reconstruction, which is absolutely insane to me. Ridiculous. And I feel, in, in a, again, in a fucked up way, like I feel grateful that at least it happened more recently that I was, I had a lot of options, probably mm-hmm. too many. But like you, even if that is you, you can own that body and be like, like you said, you only get one, but it's up to you to, yeah, to do let, it. Let's reiterate that too. It is your body, your choice. Absolutely. You've got options. You know, if you're not, I would say look into your, you know, it's not just one way to be. And I think most doctors will tell you, you have options, but you need to go through them for yourself, not for anybody else. Anybody else. Absolutely. Not for your kids, not for your parents. Not, not even for, for your spouse. Your spouse. You've mm-hmm. got to do it for you because it is your body. And on, when you're on the other side of this, it's just going to help you get to that healing a lot quicker mentally and emotionally. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like that's why we're here, right? You know, that's why we do this finding our breast selves. And, and we want to encourage you guys. What does that mean to you? When, when we say that finding your best self post breast cancer, what does that mean to you? What what is your best self? What do you want to change uh, your perspective on life? Or, you know, what what are some things for you that you're adjusting to kind of bring yourself back into a space of being positive and living life under whatever normal life means for you? How do you get back to that? And how can you find your best self? How can you find your best self after breast cancer? And that's what we're here to hopefully help y'all with as we're talking through these topics. And, you know, I know on these uh, last couple of podcasts, we've kind of just like just scratched the surface for the things that go along with breast cancer and surgery and October and all that. Uh, these are conversations that we're going to continue to have as we go through this. And these are topics that are con- going to continue to come up. And we'll have guests come in, doctors come in, talk to us about different surgeries and options. Uh, we're not just using this as a platform to talk about our own experiences. We want to use this as a platform to educate you and help you understand that you do have different options when it comes to breast cancer surgery and chemotherapy treatments and holistic treatments and all that stuff. So we wanna make sure that if there's anything, nothing, we say it all the time, nothing is taboo on this podcast. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so please send us your, uh, your suggested topics or anything that you want us to touch on 
and talk about, we would love to hear from you. Email those topics to hope at pinkwarrioradvocates.org. We are going to sign off here. Uh, Is there anything else y'all want to share about breasts, boobs, before we we head out today? I feel like I could talk about boobs all day, um, but that's just me. Uh Uh-huh. Because I love boobs. But, yeah. uh, I No, I think we've covered all we need to. Quite a bit. Ask me about my titties. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, so here is your your reminder right now to go into your, the darkest room in your house, make it pitch black, make sure there's no flamingo lamps on. Right. (laughs) And get your cell phone uh, flashlight and put it on your breast, boob, titty. Uh-huh. And see what happens and share your experience with us. Please do. I'm yes. yeah, I'd love to hear. We want to hear your little uh stories that you got to you can either post them on our Facebook page at hash or I guess it would be slash forward slash pink warrior advocates. Uh you can visit us on Instagram, Pink Warrior Advocates. Or visit our website, www.pinkwarrioradvocates.org, and send those stories to us at hope at pinkwarrioradvocates.org. We love y'all. We will see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye.